Real Cuff Radio is about to begin. Everybody loves a hero. I believe there's a hero in all of us. Well, welcome to Real Cuff Radio, where tonight I have Eddie and Karen Molesky, two wonderful people that I happened to be at an event in Van recently, and I heard some stuff I was very intrigued with, and I thought I would bring them on board so we could pass some of that information and good stuff on to y'all. So uh, tonight, um, I'm going to start with you, Eddie. I know both of you guys have stories of your own, but I wanted to start as out with what I was intrigued was, Eddie, when you were talking, you were mentioning that even at five years old, you were seeing demons and angels and such, just like maybe if you and I were sitting across from each other. Is that true? Yes. I can't, I can't say it was five years old, but in my early life, yeah, there was, you know, I lived in what I would say was a haunted house, had demons in it. So we, uh, me and my brother, brother and two sisters had quite the experiences growing up in the supernatural. So Well, that can make anybody, uh, you know, scared, tormented, fearful. I mean, we, we all hear stories. But the story I want to hear from you is go ahead and be at liberty to talk. But how did God use this for the good? Well, I was raised in the Catholic Church religion i knew there was where i lived i knew there was supernatural you know i knew god was real but it but you know back in those days when i was a a kid growing up it was more of living under fear uh of of the evil not really understanding uh much you know much of it at all and then as i grew into my teens i started having uh, uh more encounters in the supernatural which I knew at that point that God was real from, you know, being taught certain things in the Catholic religion was there is a God, uh, there are angels, there are demons, and that that type of teaching. And then the uh, torment and fear in, in my home growing up, you know, then I started having, you know, seeing angels, seeing demons as I was a teenager. So that drew me to know, well, there's a God. Um, I still didn't know who he was, I mean, except from from teaching, but not by experience or encountering God. So I saw all this stuff, lived through all this supernatural experience, knew there was a God you know, it wasn't until I started crying out to God, you know, to, that I wanted to know who he was. And when I did that, that's, you know, when my life started to change for the better, is I had a friend who was uh, preaching uh, the gospel. He got saved at the tail end of the Jesus movement out in California. He was in the military. And then when he came back, he was saved, knew Jesus, knew who Jesus was, knew that the Bible was his word, and he started, you know, preaching that message to me. You know, when he spoke the word of God, I, I knew. I mean, you, 
you know, you just know in your heart what the truth is. And, you know, God said that he wrote his laws in our heart. So when you hear the truth, you, you know it's the truth. You might reject it or not want to deal with it, but you know there's a witness that happens in your spirit because, um, you know, he wrote his laws in our heart. So for me, you know, I, you know, I, I, most of the time I would share my testimony of, well, I was on drugs, I was drinking, I was partying, I was going into rock and roll concerts. You know, the more I did this, the more uh, the demonic realm, you know, would be visible. You know, I'd have many, many, many open, open encounters with spiritual beings. And then, um, so one night I prayed the sinner's prayer, you know, that uh, Jesus forgive me for my sin. I know, you know, I know I did wrong and know I sinned and, uh, you know, I know that you're God. I know you died on the cross to save me. And, uh, so I prayed the sinner's prayer one night and, uh, maybe two or three months later, the guy, uh, that I prayed the sinner's prayer with my friend from, um, the military who gotten saved, I told him that, um, I don't think anything happened. I, you know, I said, you know, I, I don't feel any different from the time I prayed the sinner's prayer. You know, I just feel like I'm the same old person. And so, you know, he had this great word of wisdom and which was, um, you know, let's pray the sinner's prayer again, you know? So, so I did, um, you know, I repeated the prayer that he led me in. And then I went home and I went into my bed to go to sleep. And when, when I lay down on my bed, um, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I had this supernatural encounter with God. And that was the first time I believed that I really, I knew who he was. It was like my spirit came alive and, 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 and I, I, you know, I, just knew at that moment, I knew God was real. The power of God came in me. And that was, that was in 1975. And that started a whole journey uh, in my life. And the supernatural encounters continued only, you know, there was more of, you know, God started revealing himself to me after uh, I fell asleep that night. An angel spoke to me in a dream and then I had uh, two more encounters and dreams where Jesus uh, um, appeared. And for the first time in my life, I saw Jesus on his white horse. And um, he was in the sky in the dream, and, and he waved to me. So he appeared to me twice in dreams, which I know are real because of my encounters in the supernatural. I mean, not every dream is a visitation from God, but God does visit us uh, in dreams. And so does the enemy. And, um, you know, so I also, in those following months, I saw uh, the resurrection or maybe what some people would call the rapture, but whatever it is, I saw it twice the most powerful, to, you know, to the human being, you know, I know afterwards when we're in heaven, glory is going to be great and greater. But up until that time, when, when God raises the dead out of the graves and we are changed 
the Bible says, in a twinkling of an eye, and we're given new bodies. And that's, I saw that. I saw, I saw that event the first time. And the second time I was taken up in the event. And I was awoke when I was one foot from going through the cloud into, into glory in the heaven. I don't even know why that I saw this, but it's, it's God chose to show me. You know, back in 1975, I saw all of this. I, I had great encounters uh, back in that time period, and I didn't realize, you know, because I was already so tapped into the spirit realm, I was already seeing so much in the, in the seer realm, you know, that that um, it wasn't um, overwhelming to me. I mean, just the way God made me, I just see, and it just, you know, it, it has not overwhelmed me. But I just want to interject this, that I have had more recent visitations, open visitations from the Lord where the fear of God was was there, like where I could not... I would glance over at him, but I could not continue to to look at him because of his presence. Um, there are many times that I can see him or the Holy Spirit, and it, and it is just more friendship, casual. I hate to say casual, but that's how that's how it has been. But in 2017, I started having more visitations where it was more like the fear and the terror of the Lord. Just, just I, I don't even know how to explain it, but he was so holy. He was so pure. And here I am, just a, a sinner, saved by grace, li- living in this sinful body, basically, knowing, you know, when you have that kind of encounter with God, you, you just know, you know, and I would just say, Lord, I, I'm I'm just so... I'm just so sinful. I mean, his holiness, and we're, and we're not in the sense that we're redeemed. You know, I get all that. You know, we're redeemed. But there's something about God's presence that is so beyond us. And so this has been my whole life, but this is that has been more recent. But, in, um, you know, I wound up, long story short, I wound up in, after those four dream encounters of the resurrection and the Lord, I was, God took me to California, and I'm, I was living in Southern California uh, that year, and then uh, this, and, and that year, going into January of 1976 is when I had an open encounter with Lucifer, where I saw him um, outside. I was in my bed, and I felt like to go outside. So I went down the steps and opened up the door and I was outside in Anaheim Hills, Southern California, maybe one or two o'clock in the morning. And there was Lucifer riding on a, on a, on a great white lion. I mean, it, 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 you know, and I, even then I'm seeing this and I'm not like, it didn't overwhelm me, but it, you know, as I look back, I'm like, wow, what, what how powerful that was and and i know it wasn't hap chance and i know it wasn't that satan just showed up 
I mean, I, I know it was a God thing that happened. And, and there were two angels there. And I, you know, as I evaluate all that, I feel like they were probably guardian angels just protecting from and Lucifer being able to do, you know, anything. And as and I, I was looking into his eyes, and then I looked down and I would look into the eyes of the white lion. He was riding like a like horseback riding. And the first time that I was looked beholding this, I I said to myself, I said, "What must God be like that created him?" I gave all the glory to God, not to Lucifer, even though he was majestic, he was powerful, he was stout. I mean, I knew I got all that as I was looking at him, but God did not allow him to interject any thoughts my way. You know, that, you know I was the one that had the, the thought, and then it was like giving God the glory. I'm like, what must the creator of the universe be? Like that created this majestic being. And then I did that about two or three times. I, I believe it was three times that I, you know, when the first time I looked into his eyes, and then maybe when I looked the second time is when I, when I said that, you know, because I would look into Lucifer's eyes, and then I would look into the white lion's eyes. And then the third, third or fourth time I looked, I, I, the Holy Spirit spoke, and he said, Greater is he that is in you. And that and that goes back to the baptism of the Holy Spirit that I encountered just in July of that year of well of of seventy five and I believe that I had this uh, event with uh, Lucifer in January seventy six. So it was about six, seven months later. But I knew it was the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, which I mean, we don't realize sometimes maybe the power that that is in the believer. You know, uh, when the believer is baptized, there is there is a born again experience. You know, God wants us to uh, be filled with His Spirit. His Spirit is down here, just like in the day of Pentecost. It has not stopped, and all of God is still doing what he did, what's written in the word. He still does it, you know, but anyhow, and that helps us to um, overcome uh, the power of darkness. A lot of times the power of the Holy Spirit is greater than the enemy. So there's times we're able to uh, push off the enemy by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then there's times that God makes us overcome with our choices, with our free will. You know, we can never get away from our free will or we would be robots. The baptism of the Holy Spirit doesn't end all your problems, but he, the power of the Holy Spirit helps you overcome. You know, but I know that we still have to do some things in our life. You know, no, like right now, I'm my own free will. I'm talking on this uh, podcast show. Uh, God hasn't forced my hand to do this. This is my free will decision is to uh, share what God has done in me. You know, there's, there's, you know, 
but we can overcome. If anybody's listening to this and they're struggling with the whatever demonic um, problems, I mean, you know, we 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 go from victory to victory. We go we go, you know, and I would say this and this, you know, because I see more of the Holy Spirit being poured out on the younger generation. And the younger generation are moving in signs and wonders, and people are being healed more, and there's more, uh, you know, I see that, blind eyes, death ears, all the works that Jesus did. But we still must walk in integrity. We have to choose that. The Holy Spirit will not live our life for us. And I and I and I feel like in this, there's a great move of God on the horizon. Uh, you know, the harvest I believe has begun, and 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 you know was going to become more and more on this planet as we can see the wickedness of man is coming to uh, uh, fruition to to a climax. You know, God is only going to allow so much wickedness before He judges. It's, but he he wants to save uh, people. You know, we're in the time where we, he wants to save because the time is short. And I just I I just say this. You can stop me, uh, Julie, whenever you feel. But I just had a dream encounter, and I was there. And this just happened like two or three nights ago, and I was taken to a place in Israel, and. I was, you know, battling a roar, a power of darkness. And the place I was told where I was, there was more in this, uh, just sharing a little bit, but I saw something in, in this dream. And so when I, when, and I was told where I was, so I looked this place. I didn't even know if the place existed. So I looked the place up, and I was blown away because I saw pictures of this place. It was Mount Arbel in Israel. And, I, and then so I saw a picture online, maybe on uh, Wiki, Wikipedia or whatever, and I saw a picture of the place. And it was exactly what I saw in the dream encounter the night before. And what it was was an ancient synagogue and they're saying the, the oh, probably the oldest synagogue is in this place but anyhow so i saw that so i knew the dream was real when i when i looked it up but what was spoken to me and it and it put shivers in my spirit when i woke up at 3:16 a.m. and i laid there memorizing this encounter dream and I was told that we do not understand how close we are to the coming of the Lord. And it is closer. It is closer than we know. That's what I was told. And it was more than being told. I don't even know. I can't even tell you how what how it affected my spirit how it was revealed to me that it was more than a word it was it shook my core being being told that we're closer than anybody realizes 
you know, and, and that just puts that urgency uh, for people to be saved, you know, because one day they're going to wake up and it's, it may be too late. You know, the hour's already late. You know, we, we, we had, you know, Prophet David Wilkerson 40 years ago pronouncing judgment. And, and I'm like, if he was saying that, if, if he saw that 40 years ago, and we are way more wicked on planet Earth than, than 40 years ago, I'm like, we don't, we don't understand how wicked this planet is, how wicked man is. And that's why he needs a savior, because God is trying to get man to come back to him like he had Adam and Eve in the garden. Every day, every day God came and he had friendship, fellowship with Adam and Eve. Every day God would come to Adam and Eve in the garden of paradise and he would speak to them. He would, uh, only, we can only imagine what he was telling Adam, revealing things to him, who he was, what his creation was, pointing to a star maybe, telling Adam and Eve about that star, what that star means, what it represents. I mean, every day God was visiting Adam and Eve in friendship. And then only one thing Adam and Eve were told not to do. Don't eat the fruit from that tree. And the only commandment that Adam and Eve had was that. The rest was bliss for them. Everything was perfect. A perfect earth made just for them. And they, they, they did the only thing God told them not to do. And ever since that day where God said, if you eat that fruit, you will surely die. And that's what happened. They died spiritually. They've lost their friendship with God. God no longer visited them. In fact, he drove them out of that garden. Since that day, God loves man so much that he made the way back and 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 it's a true story it's real there is a god he made you there is an appointed time you're going to die but he is reaching his hand out to save you to draw you back to that place where adam and eve could have friendship with god the creator and that's what, that's what, you know, when you get born again by the spirit of the living God, your spirit is alive again to God. And you can hear God. And he's given us a book where we can hear him. He's wrote down everything that we need uh, while we're on our journey on earth. It's all written in his word. And we, and we can communicate with God when we surrender, when we, you know, and that's what I did in 75. I got down on my hands and knees in the city of Philadelphia. I didn't care who was looking. I didn't care how crazy they thought I was. I, I, I was done with the fear of man. I didn't, I just like, I, I, I got down and said, God help me because I was one messed up human being. 
And not only was I, but everybody that lived in that city growing up at my age group was was pretty much we were all pretty much messed up and that's 44 years ago where we're, the world is so much worse but god is still saving you know he's still redeeming and i believe we're in that hour of the harvest where you know god said that there at the end of the age would be the harvest you know before he returns there's going to be a massive uh, uh, evangelical or um, God's voice to say, come to me, you know, across the world. And we're seeing that happen. It is happening. You know, there are massive amount of people gathering in, in foreign nations to hear the gospel. And America desperately needs to open her heart again to the gospel and turn back to God and because we have a God revealed to me a few years ago that his covenant and I didn't know if he had a covenant with America you know because you hear people oh the only covenant he has is with Israel but you know and, and but I, I was blown away because it wasn't the declaration of independence and the and the and uh, which was wonderful um and the, and the constitution that was not god's covenant with america god's covenant with america was in the 1600s when the pilgrims came over into this land and the, and the, there was a prophetic word back in jamestown in 1600s when off of the um the mayflower where they came over and joined with the indians and native americans and and that covenant was that the gospel would go to all the earth from this land and that's the cup that's the call of god on america is the spreading of the gospel so these wicked socialists communists nazis trying to tear down america islam they're not going to win because god has a covenant with america and it's called this preaching of the gospel that's the covenant god made with this land that we live in and even when he judges the land and where he judged israel he had a covenant and he and he brought Israel back into their land like he promised. And I believe God, uh, you know, will judge America, but he will not forsake his covenant with America, which is the preaching of the gospel to the nations of the earth. I just want to uh, thank you for for all the detail and all the information you just said and the uh, urgency that the Lord was showing you. The, the thing I'm thinking of is exactly what you've been explaining is seek and you will find. Yes. So if you have questions or, or things that you might be seeing the same thing that Eddie has been seeing uh, at an early age and so forth, that in the seeking you will find him. He's faithful. Mm-hmm. Also, I just wanted to tap into the same thing of, of what the Holy Spirit is 
had even showed me, which was the same thing that you were saying, that the harvest is already ripe. It's already there. They're ready. It's just the yeah. laborers are few. So, Lord, we just call forth the laborers, more laborers into the harvest as well. Yeah. But uh, this is amazing. Oh, Karen, were you wanting to say something, hon? You know, that's where we're at. You know, God is raising up his army. And he's had people that he's worked on. And, and, and so many of them have been like in caves. And, and, they, and they feel hopeless. Some don't understand what's going on. But it's because God has moved on them and worked on them. And, and, he, and, and at this time, he's calling the laborers forth. He's calling the army of God forth because, there, as the scripture said, there is multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. So it, it's time for the army to rise up again like the, the scripture, Ezekiel 37, about the dry bones. It's time for the dry bones to arise. And he, he is sending forth the, his call. And as we pray and, 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 and prophesy for the dry bones to rise up, he's doing it. And he's putting and prophesying to the four winds. He's uh, to, to put the breath in the army. That's what's taking place right now. The, the army of God is getting new life because the, the time is short and, 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 and they've been prepared and, and, and made ready even in such trials and, and, and misunderstandings. And, and, uh, but God is using it all. There is, uh, there is bitterness in the anointing of the Lord in the, in, in the anointed uh, oil of the Lord. There's a bitter herb, and we have to go through the sorrows and uh, the rejection. He, he says that we will be rejected just as he was. he was. Jesus says we'll be rejected, and as we go through those things, then he, he prepares us to be his mighty men and women, to, to do what we were uh, formed in our mother's wombs to do in its time. And I would just say to anybody that hears it, I would say, rise and shine for, for his light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And now is the time for you to go forth and do what you have been trained in, in, in so many uh, hard knocks and things you've gone to, through to be mighty men and women. And this is your timing and this is your day. And just as like in the Jew, Jesus movement, many of these people were saved uh, back then. And now uh, the spirit of the Lord is, is come uh, again upon this earth and in this area and, and, and he, he says, rise up and take a beat your, the, in uh, Joel it says to beat your plowshares into sword. It's time to rise up and beat your plowshare, the things that you're working into sword because it's time to fight. For there are multitudes and multitudes in the valley of decision. We agree. Amen. Yes, that we was do. a prayer, and a thank you, Karen. Yes, we do, and that is a prayer, and we pray it, 
and we 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 prophesy it and we pray it and we say, uh, get up again. It's this is your day. This is your hour. You're the city set on the hillside. You you're the light for all nations. You're the you're the uh, the anointed ones. You are the Joel's army. It, it's you. Come, come forth. Come out of your out of your death and into the light in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Well, I want to thank you both for coming on. That was amazing. And we'll call that a wrap.